This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life around the table today. We have Pastor Vinny Hanke from Valley Life Church. Hey, Josh. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, glad to be here. Pastor Ryan Hephill from Treasure Valley RP. Thank you. Yeah. One of the guest hosts today, Pastor Matt Masevich from Sovereign Grace. Good to be here. And then I am Josh Bells. I am from the Well Church, sitting in for, we're sitting in for Russ and Jonathan today. Yes, we are. 50%. You guys are Thank 50% you. down. We are. No, no, we're 100% up, <laughs> yeah. you guys. We're 100%, 100%. up. Yeah. So we've been talking about uh, why go to church. We've been looking at uh, some of the notes from uh, Donald Whitney's book, Spiritual Disciplines Within the Church. I love that tagline, on you know, because oftentimes, as you said on yesterday's show, we immediately individualize, oh, spiritual disciplines, what can I do between yep. myself and God? Yep. And of course, uh, spiritual disciplines is actually a corporate exercise, isn't it? It is. It is. Yep. yep. I mean, even when we're praying individually, yeah, we should have the corporate body in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think God sets that pattern as the nation of Israel celebrates the feasts and the festivals. They do it corporately together, so all of the people of God are experiencing that storytelling and remembrance together. Mm-hmm. When we commit to things like corporate fasts or corporate Bible reading plans in our churches, or even uh, as part of our Good Friday service, we'll, we'll probably do a corporate silence. As we leave and just yeah. ask people to leave in meditation of the crucifixion of Christ, there, there's a shared blessing and encouragement we receive when we practice these things together. Amen. Well, we've been going over like 12 of the positive reasons why we should attend church. We went over the first six yesterday. If you missed those, just go subscribe to our podcast, The Gospel for Life. Make sure you put in The Gospel for Life. So we're going to start on reason number seven today. Going to church enables you to hear the preaching of God's word in person. Kind of harkens back to what we were talking about a couple episodes ago, whether live streaming and going to church are equivalent to one another and absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, to sit under mm-hmm. the preached word of God is a blessing. Amen. It is a blessing to, to God's people. And not, and not to beat a dead horse, but maybe someone didn't hear this the other day, is talking with your wife on FaceTime the same thing as sitting across the dinner table from her holding her hand? Yeah. No, it is not. Yeah. So he picks on a couple of these, what he would say is consuming the preaching of the God through media. Um, when he says one of the things is the inherent convenience of media preaching is the ability to turn it off when it becomes uncomfortable or uninteresting. Now, certainly you can get up and interrupt the pastor and leave the room. That's a lot more awkward and a lot harder to do when you're in person. <laughs> uh, if you're just at home, you know, it's easy to turn the live stream off. And, said, and listen more passively. Even. Absolutely. Yep. In the background. Another, he says, another problem is not hearing the preaching in person is that the sense of immediacy is absent in media preaching. You, it, you, it, you can be disconnected or divorced from it. And then he says a third difficulty receiving the word that way with media ministry is, is in, it, it inevitably individualizes the, the consummation of the word. 
is you, you just become self-focused and and again it's it's preaching that you only want to listen to yeah yeah and uh, the importance of preaching is uh, shown for us too in acts 16 this is where you know paul and his companions go to the riverside uh, because there's a place of prayer there a place where people would gather to pray to worship and uh, he's proclaiming the gospel and we have the story of lydia seller of purple and she is a worshiper of god she's described as as and as paul is preaching he's proclaiming we read that the lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by paul and after she was baptized her and her household and she urged us saying you know come stay with us so that that scene is paul's preaching and as he's preaching the lord is the one working in lydia's heart to bring her to faith and repentance mm. and you know that's I mean, that can happen through live stream video. I mean, God does that, but he also has a promise that he's working through that preaching on a week-to-week basis in, in person. Well, this next one uh, kind of amplifies the point. What, what, um, what is joined with preaching? Sacrament, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so reason number eight, going to church allows you to participate in the sacraments. And uh, you brothers, you've got to deal with my objection here because I've heard this before. Well, I can take Lord's Supper at home with my family. I've heard that. And I've also heard, well, I baptized my daughter in the bathtub at home. Can you guys give I – know, I know that would be like a whole series, as Vinny said, uh, on its own. But can you give a reason why that's not biblical? Well, I mean, it's, it's one where when we see these sacraments, it's given to the church to officiate. Um, it's given to elders, those who have positions in – the authority that Christ has given that are doing these things. It's not for households to do it on their own. It's, it's not for individuals to just do it whenever they see fit. It's Christ. God is a God of order and Jesus has given us an order and he's given an authority to the church. You know, when God Christ says that the church holds the keys, to the kingdom, this is predominantly how those keys function uh, through the sacraments. Yeah. And it has to do with the regulative principle, the mm-hmm. idea that what we do, we do because it's been commanded. It's been commanded. Mm-hmm. And um, as often as you gather, you know, as often as you do this, rather, um, not as often as you gather, as often mm-hmm. as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And you got to remember that he was speaking to a, a church. I don't know about you gentlemen, but I have not, and I don't think I ever will, do a wedding ceremony where they have a a private you know, sometimes they do right. like sand and this, that, and the other. But sometimes what do you they want to take sand. I don't know <laughs> sand, but sometimes, sometimes they want to take um, the second communion. They yeah, want to yeah. take communion together as their first communion as a yeah. couple. Yeah. And uh, I've had some people mention that, and I've always discouraged it. And luckily, they've heeded my advice where it's like, that's really not the purpose of that sacrament. Right. The purpose of that sacrament isn't to enhance your wedding. The yeah. purpose of that sacrament isn't for uh, personal edification in the privacy of your own home. Mm-hmm. Um, the purpose is to do corporately with the body of Christ in church. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think it's a, it violates one of the things that Hebrews 10.24, which we started these reasons with, is let us consider how to stir one another to love and to good works. And I think when you when you try to take those sacraments and make them individualistic or just specifically for your own household, mm-hmm. you're neglecting that positive command. You're mm-hmm. you're you're neglecting stirring other people up. 
you know, if you're going to baptize your daughter in your bathtub at home, you're robbing the church of sharing in the joy and you're robbing your daughter of experiencing the affirmation of the people of God in her midst as they want to celebrate that with her. Well, and Paul yeah. had no qualms with saying in 1 Corinthians 11, when they were taking the Lord's Supper, he goes, when you do this, it's not even the Lord's Supper that you're taking. taking. Yep. Mm-hmm. So here they were in the gathering, and and they abused the principle of it to the degree where Paul said that is, that is not yeah you're taking bread and wine, but it's not even the Lord's supper you're taking. Mm-hmm. So at home you might be taking bread and wine, or you might be putting your daughter in the bathtub, but it's that's not the sacrament that you're taking. Right. Um, this, and there's an aspect of the like the Lord's supper. It's also called communion, and the reason why that I mean we commune with Jesus by faith, but we are communing with one another. I mean, it is is an act of covenant renewal. Amen. Uh, with, uh, with with Christ, but with the congregation in the fellowship of the saints. Well, if it's a proclamation, if if communion is a proclamation of the Lord's death, mm-hmm. and if baptism is a proclamation of being you know buried and raised with Christ, uh, who are we proclaiming it to if we're mm. doing it by ourselves? Right. You know. Yeah. All right, so reason number nine, going to church enables you to experience blessing from God. Yeah, First mm-hmm. Corinthians 14, 26. What then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. When the people of God gather together, there's a building up of the spirit and an encouragement in your soul, and you, you, you get to experience that uh, within the context of the body. Yeah. You know, it's called a service, right? Yep. Um. Who's getting served? Who's doing the serving? God is serving us up grace and His Word and His Spirit. Uh, yes, there's a sense in which we're we're serving God, but He He never grows weary of blessing us. We might grow weary of worshiping Him in our flesh, but He loves to bless His people. Um, in uh, Exodus uh, chapter thirty-one, verse thirteen. And, you know, the Lord speaks to Moses and he says, speak also to the children of Israel saying, surely my Sabbaths you shall keep. And in this context, the Sabbath refer to the various worship services that were ordained by God. It's the weekly observance, but then also throughout the year, the, the things feasts. that he's, he's instituted. And he says, you shall keep for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you Mm. so when we come to worship and when we take part in the life of the church you know it's a reminder to us that god is the one who has redeemed us god is the one who also commits here to work in this context to make us more like christ and to bless us in this way yeah amen all right reason number 10 going to church helps prevent an unbalanced christian life I think there's so, there's so many things that get drawn out in the context of, of corporate worship, even if we go back a step and say the, the service to one another that we provide in the context. So if I'm continually being served in my Christian life, engaging with the body of Christ in corporate worship enables me to begin to serve others mm, and to meet needs right. with love. And so all of a sudden my Christian life is not all about me and my personal walk with Jesus, but all, all about the God's people being gathered together under his authority and leadership and serving one another for his glory and our own good. Very good. That, that brings a point too, that oftentimes those who, not every time, but oftentimes those who say they don't need the church, they're they're saying it in the context they're not getting anything out of it and my thought is initially well what are you putting into it 
you know, this idea of, well, I'm going to leave this church because I'm not getting anything out of it. Well, how are you contributing to mm. the life, the body? Oh, how are goodness, you blessing yeah. your brothers and sisters? Yeah. It's not just a, what am I receiving, but what am I giving? Yeah. The hot button issue when I hear, well, I just wasn't getting fed. Well, you know who gets fed? Babies get fed. You know, babies can't feed themselves. Yeah. Um, mature people learn how to feed themselves and help feed others who are in need. Mm-hmm. So two, the last two reasons are kind of two sides of the same coin. So uh, reason 11, going to church is one evidence, not proof, of eternal life. Going to church is one evidence of eternal life. And then the other side of the coin is not going to church is one evidence of not being in God's family. Yeah, I mean um, – who do you think is going to be in heaven? Yeah. I mean, if we don't want any part of the bride here, we're going to be spending eternity with the bride. You know, I mean, it, there, there's a desire and a longing that we should have to be with brothers and sisters in Christ yeah. and to worship our God together. And if we don't have that, it's, it, it, it is good. I mean, it's, it's not, it's one evidence, it's not proof, but it's evidence where we should pause and we could think, should think about and examine what is the source of this discontentment and, what is it that I don't want to be a part of this body? Yeah. yeah. God can save anyone from anywhere, from anything at any time. Mm-hmm. And his regular pattern of salvation is through the generations of his people mm-hmm. gathered together, parents and children through the generations receiving the work of the and word of the gospel together. And so being present in the church community, again, is an evidence, not proof, of that life when we begin, as Josh talked about, loving what God loves by being in the midst of the community of God's people. Mm-hmm. Well, you have been listening to the Gospel for Life. If you missed any of this broadcast, just go subscribe to the Gospel for Life. Also, if you have any questions or ideas for a future show that you would like to hear, just email us at thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. Brothers, thanks so much for having us mm-hmm. on the broadcast. We've really enjoyed it. Thanks for it. coming. Thank, Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yep. We'll see you next time.